Hello and welcome, everyone, to another episode of Last Week in Quantum. I'm your host, Bill Roth, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius. This is the show where we review the week's news in the world of quantum computing and its impact on the world of cybersecurity, AI, and more. This week with us is, as always, my esteemed colleague, Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations. Brandon, welcome. Hey, Bill. And new to the show, QSecureZone, Pat Shore, FedOps Program Manager. Welcome, Pat. Hey, good to be here, Bill. Thanks for having me. Great to have uh, a new color commentator on board. Welcome to you both. This week, we have a, a number of stories. There's uh, a cryptography story. We have some legislation and also some cool physics. So let's get started. So, uh, Brandon, I believe there was a piece on the maturation of post-quantum cryptography. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we had Cloudflare announcing they hit a major milestone after six years in the making. They're starting to roll out general availability of post-quantum cryptography support to their customers, services, and internal systems. Pat Shore, the Quantum Resilient Crypt photography industry is uh it's heating up yeah uh, this is really exciting stuff um, and, and we're glad to see that these big companies and these cloud infrastructure providers are taking this pqc transition seriously um, and we're excited to see that i think a lot more companies uh, the likes of, of google and microsoft um, are going to follow suit and start taking this transition to quantum resilience um, a, a lot more seriously it's going to take uh, a whole bipartisan uh, and group effort on, on behalf of the federal government and private um, industry to make this transition uh, happen. We're looking at the most comprehensive transition um, in cryptography history. Uh, so this is a really good sign. And, and we, I'd look for more articles coming out about these other big tech companies following suit uh, with some more GA releases. Excellent. I think this, the key message here is if you're a big company and you haven't talked about post-quantum cryptography or PQC, time to get FOMO and deal with it. Exactly. Uh, Pat sort of uh, tipped his hand here. We talked about bipartisanship, and bipartisanship is not dead in Washington. This week, Representatives Jeff Jackson out of Michigan and Claudia Tenney introduced, actually, sorry, Jeff Jackson's out of North Carolina, uh, a bipartisan post-quantum cybersecurity standards act. Brandon, give us the rundown. The bipartisan post-quantum cybersecurity standards act. Uh, from the article, I pulled a really good quote from Congresswoman Tenney here. It says, as we enter the era of quantum computing, it's imperative that we stay ahead of our adversaries who may exploit this technology to break our encryption. The Post-Quantum Cybersecurity Standards Act reinforces our commitment to post-quantum cryptography while supporting research in the United States to ensure we maintain our leadership in the field of cybersecurity. Pat, uh, we've got a timeline now of all of the new bills, laws, legislations, and memos coming off the Hill. I know you've been following that closely, too. Yeah, uh, this is really exciting to see. Um, these bipartisan acts... Um, it, it's really great and refreshing to see, um, you know, both sides coming together about these important issues. And if you recall the uh, HR 7535, which was the Quantum Computing Cybersecurity Cyber Preparedness Act, was also a bipartisan bill. Uh, so that's really exciting to see that uh, this 
has traction on both sides and they're taking uh, recognition uh, that this is a serious issue because it's going to take uh, both sides of the panel um, in order to make this transition happen. Um, you know, it's going to be a huge upcycle and, you know, the lead times for this uh, are of the last NIST transition was about seven years. Um, NSA has, has quoted and saying that these PQC standards should be fully implemented within the next 10 years. Uh, but experts in the industry are looking at a lot shorter of windows and encouraging, um, and when I mean experts, I mean both federal and, and private, are encouraging uh, government organizations and commercial organizations to start aggressively testing uh, solutions that are already in the field. Um, and certainly that's one way that we want to accelerate these timelines and these transitions, because um, although um, NSA is saying, you know, 2035, everything will be implemented, we want to be well ahead of that timeline. Excellent. For those of you paying attention, uh, go to congress.gov, great website, type in the word quantum for and then uh, select legislation. You'll see this is HR 5759. Subscribe to that and you'll notice we have the initial text and uh, it's coming shortly. And as Pat said, it's great to see some bipartisanship. A lot of groups out there doing that these days, including my friends at withhonor.org. Uh, so um, shout out to folks trying to bring people together and heal the uh, and heal the divide. So um, finally, uh, let's talk physics. Um, interesting article out of the Stanford Engineering Magazine on um, a quantum entanglement. Uh, Brandon, tell us a little more. Yeah, actually a podcast out of Stanford, uh, The Future of Quantum Mechanics, Unraveling Entanglement Secrets. I had physicist Monica Shalir Smith explaining the complexities of quantum entanglement and why scientists are so keen to understand and control this elusive phenomenon. Pat, as our resident physicist on the call, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, as a uh, as a physics major, I'd love to see these these types of articles. Um, I went to Claremont McKenna, but we have some Stanford alums at, at QSecure, so it's good to see Stanford, uh, you know, uh, pulling their their piece as well. Um, yeah, so it's it's a really interesting article. They give some great um, in-depth information. I'd highly recommend you check it out. What really excites me about um, entanglement um, is, is the applications of it. So at a high level, uh, quantum entanglement refers to the quantum characteristics of subatomic particles and their ability to transmit information um, across instantaneously across basically infinite distances. And I air quote um, transferring information because they don't actually transfer information. It's an intrinsic property of these subatomic particles that when a measurement is taken on one of these particles, necessarily you determine the, the measurement or the outcome of the other particle. So that's why these particles are referred to as entangled. The, the state of one intrinsically determines the state of the other. Now, this allows for a lot of really interesting things. Um, the article breaks down three main applications, quantum computing, uh, quantum sensing, and quantum communications. Moreover, I think we're going to probably ask you to write all this down in a blog for qsecure.com. So thank you very much, Pat, for that uh, rundown. Folks, uh, that wraps it up for today's show. You can find the links to these articles in our show notes. And if you want to join our mailing list for our weekly news summary, you can go to our LinkedIn page 
and join our newsletter mailing list. Go to linkedin.com, type in QSecure, that's Q-U-S-E-C-U-R-E, and sign up for the mailing list on the LinkedIn platform. This show has been brought to you by QSecure. QSecure, your quantum security problem solved. Did you know the bad actors in nation states are collecting your encrypted data today so they can decrypt it when a large enough quantum computer comes around? QSecure can help with that. For, inf- for more information, check out QSecure.com or call us at 650-356-8001. That's Q-U-S-E-C-U-R-E.com. That's right, QSecure.com, 650-356-8001. So before we do the sign-off, I'll say that's all for today's show. I'm your host, Bill Roth, and with us this week has been Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and Pat Shore. Fed Operations Program Manager. Thanks for joining us both. It's great to be with you guys today. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. The show was produced by Trina Mabunai. Our managing producer is Mr. Paul Fruchtner. The show was written by Brandon Dennis, Bill Roth, with help from said Trina Mabune. Our chief researcher is Ms. Jenna Mitchell. And, of course, our founder fearless leader and director, of course, is Rebecca Crothammer. We'll see you next week on Last Week in Quantum.